This is a Triple J podcast. Hey, this is the Shake Up on Hack. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Dave Marchese. We're here. How's your week been? How have the last few days treated you? Maybe you've got a long weekend right now. Maybe you don't. You're working straight through. It doesn't matter. Either way, this is a bit of a chance for us to get into a few of the more interesting topics of the past few days. We can have a bit of a chat, serious, also have a bit of a laugh. Why not? Here's a bit of a sneak peek of what's coming up. Hack. Philip Lowe says they can cut costs and work harder. But let's imagine that your wish comes true and you die. One of your eyes is dissected from your corpse. Times are changing. Let's relax it a bit. People don't care that much anymore. On Triple J. Yeah, a bit of a weird mix this week, right? There's always a bit of a weird mix on the shake-up, but this week especially. What do we think of the Reserve Bank boss's comments about people working more hours to deal with the cost of living crisis? Turns out the solution was pretty easy all along, guys. Also, that story about the boss of Peter, the animal rights group, leaving some of her bum in her will to Anthony Albanese, part of a protest. You could call it a bit of passive aggressiveness. What's the most passag present you've received? I know you got them. Let me know, 0439757555. But hey, I know you're all demanding. You want to know who is on the shake-up today? Who are they? Who the hell are they? Well, lucky I can tell you right now, we've got some good ones. First, actor, comedian Ruby Tees, welcome back. G'day, g'day. I have had one litre of diet soda and I'm ready, <laughs> rearing, absolutely bubbling, boiling, ready to shake it up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's usually that's usually exactly what you need for the shake-up. Mm-hmm. You need mm-hmm. at least a litre, right? Mm-hmm. At least, at, at least. least. Minus, now, minus the ice. Now, hey, you're yes. flying off somewhere soon, right? I know. I've really kicked the bucket and I'm leaving. <laughs> I don't think that's the experience. <laughs> I've thrown in the towel. I've thrown in the towel. The cost of living here in Sydney is far too much. So I thought if I am already spending the money to live here, why don't I just go and live in hell and I am off to Europe on Tuesday. I am going to London and I'm going to see if I can really play on the Bindi Irwin kangaroo riding, Sandra D singing kind of Australian girl image, which I'm sure they're not sick of at all in London. I'm you know sure what? they're not sick of that in Hackney. If <laughs> anyone's going to pull it off, it's mm. going to be Ruby. So stay tuned. We want to see you back in a few months and hear about all your adventures. Or maybe you'll just move there permanently. Who knows? Also, on the shake-up today, our old mate. Crime reporter at the City Morning Herald, Perry Duffin. How the hell are you? I, I'm better every day. Oh, but I don't. I haven't, had a, I haven't had a liter of you know sugar and stuff, so I don't have the, quite the energy. I don't think. I know. Nah. I haven't seen a high kick from Perry yet, but we'll work on it. <laughs> so By the end of the show, it's six pm. Sure. It'll it's, be around his ears. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> it's coming up. Do you have a big long weekend planned, Pezzatron? No, no, I don't. I'm going to stay inside and just think about all the things <laughs> I said on the show, review <laughs> them, think about them. I like to do that after awkward conversations as yeah, well. So, revisited right. a few yeah, times just for the rest of my life. Of maybe. course, yeah. why not? Yeah. Hey, I want to hear from you too. If you have got opinions. We're ready for them. This is the time. Call in, message in, send a pigeon, whatever you want to do. Let's go. Hack. It feels completely relentless. What's you wearing? You look poor. On Triple J. Mm. Yeah, another week, another interest rate rise. I mean, they don't happen weekly, but, you know, for some people it feels like it. If you've got a mortgage, you're reeling, freaking out. Renters also worried about more rent hikes. People are struggling. But it's all good, guys, because the Reserve Bank governor's got a bit of advice for how to deal with the cost of living crisis. It turns out you just need to cut back on spending and work a whole lot more hours. Hack. Out 
outrage continues to grow toward Philip Lowe. People can cut back spending or in some cases find additional hours of work that would put them back into a positive cash flow. It seems like nobody wants to work these days. Taking the stage to a feel-good number. A low blow for the 3.3 million Australian households paying off mortgages. Philip, honey, there are already people who are low income who are currently sleeping in tents, in the park, sleeping with rats. You can be sure that Philip in his multi-bedroom mansion isn't going to be opening up his doors. On Triple J. Ooh, it's not looking good, is it? Philip Lowe, most popular banking guy in the country right now, or maybe least popular banking guy in the country right now. Few memes flying around, people not impressed with his comments this week. What do you think? What do you think about working more hours? Has he got a point? Also, seen a lot of chat about who's doing it worse, renters or homeowners. There seems to be this big debate, people pitting one side against the other. What do you reckon of that? bit rough. Call in 1300 555 You can message in as well 0439 Got some messages coming through already. Someone says, hi Dave, I'd like to see all the punters who took a punt on Philip Lowe's advice to do a class action against him and the other RBA members. Okay, yeah, look, let's get into it with the Shake Up crew. We've got Ruby Tees and Perry Duffin with us. Ruby. What did you think of the Reserve Bank? I know you you like to keep abreast of the Reserve Bank's I advice do. on I'm a monthly re- I basis. I ride on their velvet coattails. <laughs> I really do, and I've just I've been crunching the numbers. And my first thought was, what are we scaling back on here? Because uh, people who are struggling in Australia today, what are they doing? Having dinner at Chin Chin every second night? Like, what are we going to scale back on the, the ham bone that's going into the pea and ham soup? <laughs> What are we really scaling back on? What's that saying? You know, stop driving your V8 Commodore to Woolworths, catch the bus to the supermarket. What are we scaling back on is what I want to know. And listen, every day I get in my inbox another invitation to receive abundance and join an MLM. Please stop telling these people to do the side hustle thing. Do you know what I mean? Because, you know, how many hours do we work? My poor Uber driver the other day, I was like, I know you. Oh, yeah, he works, he, he has a full-time job. He is a nurse and he is driving Uber as well. Yeah. So I'm going, how many hours have we got in the day and what are we scaling back on here? Ruby, you're not happy, I can <laughs> I'm not happy. It just absolutely grind my, yeah. grinds my gears. And I, I can imagine people listening to those clips or just listening to this segment and just thinking, I really want to rip out the radio in my dashboard right now because this is absolutely horrific. Well, look, not everyone. Someone says, get a Saturday cafe or bar job. Suck it up. Get on with it. So not everyone, you know, is agreeing with your sentiment. Perry, what do you think? Do you think this is a bit tone deaf from the Reserve Bank Governor? I I tell you what, I'm on one of those fasting diets where you don't have breakfast. So that's been (laughs) what I've scaled back. I only eat like one meal a day. You know, maybe everyone should just go really hungry. No, I think that, you know, it's it's one of those things where it seems particularly tone deaf where the West Australian reported that they spent 25 grand, the RBA, on a dinner for Perth Elite last month after announcing one of these rate rises. I think people look at these, you know, these messages that come out and think, well, we're following it, mm. we're battling, what are you doing? Well, I guess, you know, the Reserve Bank is trying to say here, look, we've got to be careful with what we do in this environment because we don't want to risk inflation spiralling even further out of control. 
the intentions might be good. Ruby, do you think Australians see that? Do you think they can see the intentions behind the comments? We are coming into winter. It is cold. People are waking up early. People have families. Absolutely not. They're thinking of my hex debt is rising and rising and rising. I paid off a little bit of that when I had really great employment. I looked at it the other day. It is exactly the same price as it is when I left uni. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, No, absolutely not. We're going, oh, okay, the kids are not going to get new school shoes this winter. That's what we're saying. That's what we're hearing. When I see struggling Australians, that's who I think of first. And listening to those comments on a guy who's probably on lots and lots and lots of money a year living in a big house for him to easily come up and say, don't worry, don't freak out, you know. Maybe grab a lodger in, in, the, in, the, in your three-bedroom house that you've bought and maybe just work some more. Well, I think the you know combined package for the Reserve Bank governor's close to a million dollars. It is a lot of money. Oh, that would be nice. What would you spend that on, Perry? Oh, I mean, I, I think... A $25,000 dinner on a Friday night sounds, sounds good nice. to me. That sounds nice for Perth Elite. Right. Yeah, Perth Elite. They need it. We've need got it. some messages coming through. Someone says, uh, they yeah, they spent 24 k on dinner after raising interest rates in May. Someone, you know, backing up Perry's uh, reporting there. Someone else says, just work more, hey? Wish I'd thought of that. It's like telling someone with an anxiety disorder to just relax. That's from Marty in Toowoomba. Another person, won't scaling back also hurt small business and just keep contributing to the problem? Problem. And someone else says, we Googled that man who said work harder. He's on so much money, the audacity. So look, people are pretty upset. You know what else I found pretty interesting? Saw some pics earlier this year of Philip Lowe at a golf course <laughs> before another interest and earlier interest rate rise. Did you ever think, Perry, that we'd get to the point where bankers are being papped at <laughs> <laughs> out on Sunday? It's like, you know, the new celebrity, it's the bankers. It's amazing that, like, you know, bankers, who don't have the greatest rep ever are actually getting lowering in the scales now with this. You know, it's like, people are like, oh, that's bad for a banker. It's like they weren't popular before this. Interesting, <laughs> interesting. We've got someone on the text line who says, I just sold my first home because of the cost of my mortgage going up. Give me renting every day of the week. This is interesting, Ruby, because Ooh. people are flying around talking about whether it's worse to have a mortgage or to be renting at the moment. What do you think of this whole debate? Do you buy into it? Well, um, I still live at home and I am 32 years old. I know I look 24. <laughs> um, but I, I, my parents have made sure that I pay market rent living in their house and it would be the same if I lived at my nana's house. I have actually been paying rent since I was in year seven and I was in year seven oh. in 2004. What? My since- rent was $20 a week. I had two little jobs on a Sunday. I cleaned the neighbour's house and I cleaned my nana's house and then my mum took half of that for the fortnight's pay. Hold rent, on. Rent, rent, rent This is ridiculous. Yeah. So, oh. Or as she liked to call it, board and lodgings, <laughs> board and lodgings. Perry, what do you think about that situation? <laughs> it sounds like they had had a child in order to just sort of get the house clean. By the yeah, sound. yeah. <laughs> sounds the like house it was just cleaned, cheap labour. A Would... bit of entertainment <laughs> and to pay off the mortgage, the 1980s mortgage that was a lot more forgiving than it is now. I love it. Ruby's come on the shake-up today. She's like, I'm taking down the 
Reserve Bank governor. I'm mm-hmm. taking down my parents. No one is safe from me today. All in a baby blue powdered <laughs> velour track suit. I know. You're looking pretty stylish while you're doing it, I may say. Hey, Perry, what do you think about this debate, renters versus mortgage holders? I just think that it's, you know, it's intergenerational theft. That's mm-hmm. been happening mm-hmm. for such a long time. And, you know, millennials have been jumping up and down for years and years. And for Gen Z, I really struggle to see how they're ever going to make it. You know, it's like the generations before, it, it, so much of the fight was convincing them that they had it easier. Now they yeah. seem to accept it, but no one seems to be making it easier on young people. We've got someone on the text line uh, says, as a young person with a mortgage and currently working five days a week on an unpaid 35-week placement. No. I work Saturdays as well, and that's my only paying job for eight hours. There's no more hours in the week. This is another big one that we spoke about on Hack recently, placements, and yes. how much people are struggling, yes. and they want to talk about this. They're doing these unpaid placements, but they're so detrimental mm-hmm. to their, you know, life, they can't afford it, that they're having to pull out of studying altogether because they just can't afford it, right? Um, we also spoke this week on Hack about people moving back in with the family uh not only for them to save money, the young people, but also to help out their parents and grandparents, kind of like what Ruby does. <laughs> um, always done. Yeah. Do you know, have you heard of much of this happening, people moving back home to help out their families? Always, always, always. It's happening now more than ever. People are going, oh, I'm going back home actually. Like, and I'm going back home and moving out of the city back to like, you know, Dubbo or Musselbrook or those places, which, you know, they work so hard to like, you know, do studying and support themselves here in Sydney. Um yeah, and even just trying to leave Sydney and, like, with the renting and just getting the bond back and stuff like that, I think you pay more money just trying to get your bond back than your bond actually is. So for renters, I just feel like it's just doom and gloom. Perry, what do we think about the situation? People, you know, moving back home with the family, intergenerational living experts are saying we could be seeing a lot more of it heading forward. Are you here for it? Well, I mean, my sister still lives at home. She's just turned 30. She owns a small business. She's one of the hardest working people ever. And I I think it's great that I can go up and visit her and mum at the same time. That's wonderful for me. Nice and convenient. But I do sort of think like how unfair it is that she's not someone who's able to go out and just sort of comfortably live wherever she wants. You know, mm. she's so talented, so smart and driven. And, she, you know, this idea that young people don't work hard enough is absolute nonsense. Like they're the hardest working people. Got some more messages on the text line. Someone says, get a trade. No hex debt. Great work, great money. Yeah, we always hear. Yeah, you get a loan for the ute and the tools at the start, don't you? <laughs> so there's different incentives. Um, mm-hmm. People, you know, always hitting us up on the text line saying trades are the way to go mm-hmm. and more people are turning to trades. And we've got someone else who says, yeah, hey, Dave, I love my current job, but with interest rate rises on my mortgage, I'm actually considering changing professions just purely for the money. So look, there's big stuff happening, big decisions being made every day. Run out of time on this one. We're going to have to move on. Hack. I have a pathologist and she's able to dissect the body and preserve the bits. On Triple Jack. Oh, if you were ever going to get a call saying someone left you something in their wheel, you better pray that it's not the founder of the world's biggest animal rights group, Peter. Because Ingrid Newkirk has definitely been a bit generous with what she's bequeathing in her will. I don't know whether you've seen this in the headlines this week. Let's just say she's really giving all of herself. Hack. A piece of her neck to be sent to King Charles. 
the founder and president of PETA is insisting that portions of her body be sent to a long list of politicians and celebrities. This is an insurance, really, that when I go, I can continue my activism by giving my body parts away. Her liver given to French President Emmanuel Macron and her lips delivered to U.S. President Joe Biden for kissing up to the turkey industry. It really is the disruptive actions that generate media attention. On Triple Jack. Yeah, what do you think of this animal rights activist's moves, leaving parts of her body to world leaders, a slice of her buttocks to our own PM Anthony Albanese? <laughs> That's such a funny word, buttocks. Is it too far? Do you reckon she's nailed this publicity stunt? Or do you reckon it's a bit overboard? Also, please message in and tell me, what is the most passive-aggressive present you have ever received? We kind of spoke about this a bit on Drive earlier and so many people messaged in, so I know you got good ones. Please send them through. I want to see them all. And you can call in too, 1300 Join the conversation. We're here to chat. We want to chat with you. You can message in as well, 0439757555. Let's get into it with the Shake Up crew. We've got performer Ruby T's journalist Perry Duffin. Perry, have you got your will sorted? What am I getting? I'm a friend. You are going to get <laughs> my Xbox. Congratulations. <laughs> nice. Yeah, yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, it's one of the best things I've got. What do you think of this whole situation? Peter, they know how to do a stunt, right? They do. And I tell you what, it's like everyone gets so fired up by Peter <laughs> and I just love watching the reactions. Everyone's like, oh, great, what is it now with Peter? And it's just like, they're, they're masters. They're like the trolls of real life. You it's, know? I think I, fantastic. Okay, I reckon Ruby's probably likes the performative element of this. I, excuse my language, bloody love it. I think it's so camp. It is so over the top. I Love, 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 love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. Like, do more. One slice of the buttock sent two. Yeah, interesting. On the text line, we're getting people's passive aggressive gifts, which is funny. Someone says, I gifted my friend a book about friendship to help her be a better friend. Oh. <laughs> That's so intense. Someone says, I got a watch and clock from family members. I was always late to family events. I no longer talk to any of them better for my mental health okay james well look i'm glad it's worked out for you also you got a you got a free watch so that's, that's nice. nice someone else says g'day dave had to give a staff member a personal hygiene kit because the smell was so offensive to other staff members oh that's a bit awkward isn't it it is a bit awkward but now you got to do what you got to do and someone else says my nan gave me a book about cacti and succulents entitled prick <laughs> she alleges it wasn't passive aggressive. That is a word in the English language, guys. I didn't swear. I wasn't saying anything rude. That is a that's a that's a word. Um, other world leaders, you know, were also included, as you heard, in this Peter Founders will. So part of the net going to King Charles if he fails to cut ties with pigeon racing, a piece of her heart to Elon Musk because of what she's described as cruel and deadly experiments on animals that his company has performed and her spine to trophy hunter um, Donald Trump Jr., which I thought was a really funny one, to give him a spine. Pretty hectic stuff, right? 
Perry, like yeah, it's it's like a really dark version of like um, what is it, Wizard of Oz? Where it's like <laughs> such and such needs a brain, and this bloke <laughs> needs a heart, and whatever. It's like a spine for Donald Trump Jr. Jeez, yeah, no, it's 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 intense. I wonder who I can imagine them. We were thinking all sitting around a table, like, all right, who are we gonna do? How are we gonna divvy this up? Let's go, let's go, let's go. They've got the big, they've got the butcher's paper out, big mind map. Ruby, we were talking earlier this week on Hack about really dramatic protests and some of the mm. stuff we see when protesters close down roads and then they throw the paint on the paintings and or the soup on the paintings and the art galleries and stuff like that. Do you think when people see that that they listen to the messages behind it or or and do you think it works or it just makes them more angry? I'm all for a protest. I love it. Go hard, <laughs> go fast. Do you know what I mean? But the, the the ones where I run into going, oh, that really does suck a bit is when, you know, you like just park your car along six lanes of traffic at 7.30am just before the Harbour Bridge starts or, you know, the Mona Lisa's face is melting because there's a warm pavlova all over it. So ruining <laughs> things like that <laughs> is pretty bad. Like I reckon you could do like instead of doing wrecking something, you could probably just go in front of it and do a good pose, okay, you know? Okay, right. So but, there's other yeah. ways of doing it, you reckon? But I'm not convinced on protesting has gone too far because I think as a society we've just gone a bit too far. So how are we going to match the protests? Do you know what I mean? Interesting. Perry, what do you (laughs) think of the disruptive protests? I think that you know, it's it's a really smart way to get to people is to mess with traffic. You know what I mean? Just like <laughs> slow them down on their way to work. I always think if I got blocked, I'd be like, oh, this is a nice excuse to be late. Do you know what? I probably need that sometimes. Oh. Do you know what I mean? I think it depends we're not promoting. On the, it depends on, no, we're not promoting. It depends on the day, right? Like there's some days where we don't have time to yeah. be stopped in traffic. I'll say that. Um, on the text line, we're getting so many people messaging with passive aggressive stuff that they've received. We're also getting calls in. We've got Lockie on the line from Melbourne. Hey, Lockie, have you received a passive-aggressive gift or have you given one? Hey, Dave, how's it going? Yeah, good, mate. What have you done? Um, I've actually given a passive-aggressive <laughs> gift. <laughs> what did you give? Who did you give it to? Um, so I gave someone the Barefoot Investor book that I was seeing. <laughs> uh, it was a lovely lady that I was seeing at the start of the year and... Um, <laughs> She told me she didn't have too much money in her savings account and something in me told me that I should probably give her that book. You know what? I kind of see the nice element of that, right? If someone gave me that book, I'd be like, oh, that's kind of good. But there was a bit of a message behind it. Like, you were being a bit of an asshole too, weren't you? Let's be honest, Lockie. Slightly. I honestly did it out of good intention, but looking back on it, it probably wasn't the best choice I've ever made. How did she receive it? Um, not very well in hindsight. I don't <laughs> see it. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> All over. Dinner on you, mate. Yeah. You. Oh, Lockie. Yeah. I'm so sorry to hear that it didn't work out. But, hey, hopefully she has taken some of the financial advice on board, uh, enjoying that with the new boyfriend. That's what we can hope. <laughs> uh, on the text line, we've got so many messages here. Someone says, my auntie once gave me the most passag gift ever after not getting an invite to our very, very small wedding. Uh-oh. A few months later, she... <laughs> She gifted me a dress that she thought would have been nice for the <gasps> wedding. <laughs> no. 
Oh, that's so Stop. funny. Oh, that is canned. Another person. In year 12, a bloke in my class sent a girl a sheep's eye for Valentine's Day with a note saying, I've got my eye on you. That's the creepiest gift. That's a different segment, I think. And he's listening right now from Long Bay. <laughs> <laughs> oh, prison in New South Wales for people who, who need to know. Another person on the text line. I got the barefoot investor two weeks after I finished a, f- a finance degree. Maybe just an insulting gift. Wow, people are really using this exact book. To, the same people? Yeah. Oh, no, no. This is a different one. And another person. My coming out gift from my grandmother was a prayer book and a Christian-themed colouring in book. Obviously, it worked and I'm 100% straight now. Oh, wow. This is um, so easy. You yeah, know what I mean? It is. It Look is. at the fingers. Um, straight. Have you ever received, Perry, any passive-aggressive presents? Or are you a giver of passag presents? No, I don't give gifts. I just, you know. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, actually, we've been friends for a while. I've never received anything. The you. Xbox is coming. I'm okay, telling you. Hang right. in there. Yeah. What no, I, I got um when I was a teenager. I think a lot of uh, young fellas got this. I got the Lynx uh, shower deodorant. <laughs> oh, and all that stuff. Yeah. I was about fourteen, and um, it was back when I used to run around and get quite sweaty. Now yeah. I just don't move. Interesting. Don't yeah. Well, yeah. that's one way to deal with that situation. Too expensive the deodorant. Ruby? I was really struggling in the second Sydney lockdown, the 14 or 16 week one. And I noticed that a lot of people were receiving care packages from their family members interstate. And my family member went, oh, no, I've got it. I went to the markets in our regional town in Tasmania and I saw something and I thought of you. It looked like you. It just gave me Ruby. Da 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 da. And it was so expensive. So you better like it because it's just so much like you. I open it up and it's a beautiful illustration of a sloppy bulldog. (laughs) (laughs) I've got the photos to prove it. And, um, yeah, look, I had a couple of tears to myself then. I thought, better get on my mental health care plan. (laughs) 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 Better get on that now. Now, Okay, all right, lockdown has broken me. (laughs) Day two. That's so funny. We've got more messages coming in. Someone says, a week after I fell off a horse and snapped my ankle, Ankle. Mum got me a hat with a horse on it. It says, be less shit. I love it. Oh, that's so brutal. Oh, my gosh. Look, there are so many coming through. We've got to move on, though. Hack. National carrier Qantas has changed its uniform requirements. Airline staff will no longer be required to wear makeup or heels or be banned from having certain accessories. Damn. On Triple Jack. Damn, indeed, Bryce. What's too far when it comes to casual dress at work? Like, have you really tried to push the boundaries a bit too far and it's not worked? I'm just, I'm asking this because Qantas has announced today it's relaxing its uniform rules for Qantas and Jetstar workers. People are going to be able to choose whether they want to wear flat shoes, jewellery, makeup, all that stuff. They're modernising. What do you reckon of this? Have you ever got in trouble for being too casual at work? Message in 0439757555. Shake Up Crew will have opinions on this. SMH crime reporter Perry Duffin, actor, comedian Ruby Tees. Ruby, you're going to get on a plane in the next few days. You're going to be checking out the uniforms. Well, I was actually on a Qantas flight on, what was yesterday? Thursday, Wednesday. On Wednesday morning and it was 6am and those flight attendants looked fantastic. They always look amazing. And I thought, I honestly felt like a guinea pig with hypothermia waking up literally five seconds before my Uber was at my front door. How do these lovely people wake up so early and just look so good on a Wednesday morning for a day of flying? 
in that dry air cabin, that red lipstick just does not fade. It's <laughs> incredible, Perry. What do we think of this situation for the flight attendant? Oh, we've got to, you've got to go casual. And I know that this is why you brought me on to ask me this <laughs> question. I know that's what it is because I've, uh, I quit two jobs over the uniform being too oh. formal. I've, I've, I've really? thrown, it, thrown it in twice. Um, Explain. The first was Domino's. They wanted me to wear the hat while I was delivering pizzas. <laughs> and I thought that's a bit rich, isn't it? You just I mean, drew the line there, yeah. Well, I've got beautiful red hair like mm. you, Dave, mm. and I think covering that up, that's a crime. Of course. You know, of course. God. You wouldn't want to do it. And what was the other one? The second one was JJ's. I, oh, JJ's jeans. It's a warehouse, yeah, JJ's. That's, that's the one. Um, Elmo T-shirt, JJ's. Well, <laughs> I, I refused to wear a Patrick the Starfish shirt on St. Patrick's Day. Okay, good. See um, you later. <laughs> and they said, I wasn't Jay's enough. Yeah. See, Perry's oh. got real standards, doesn't he? Oh, it's interesting. You've also, got to keep me happy. but even as a journalist, like I've seen you knock around town, you you keep it quite casual. You're a crime mm. reporter, so you've got to kind of blend in, I guess. But that's the excuse. Yeah, yeah. that's the excuse. You're not wearing those suits around. No. God. No, you're not getting into that. On the text line, someone says flight attendants wear heels, but you have to take them off when you go on emergency slides. Um, True. Yeah, uh, this is just a reason for this, right? We don't have time to be taking off all the formal attire. The plane is going down, potentially. Mm. We need to be getting that slide moving. Um, I don't know. I just want them to be as comfortable as possible. Yeah, uh, producer yeah. Hannah thinks they should be in activewear. She's like, get them ready to go. I've never been told off for not being too casual at work, but I have tried to sneak an Ugg boot in in the middle of July and gotten a few side eyes. So I think that would have been the next step, a little just, chat. Just one boot? Yeah. Well, like, both. Yeah, okay. well, some, you know, cost of living, you've got two feet in the one boot. <laughs> it's, <laughs> it's true. It's true. I got told off, actually, first job uh, as a journalist. I was in the big smoke going to all these big press conferences with prime ministers and politicians and stuff. And, yeah, someone pulled me aside and said, you can't, you can't be wearing jeans to these big hey. events. Yeah, I was really, you know, country kid. I just showed up. They love jeans in the country. They do. Sure. Had, a, had a piece of straw hanging out my mouth, <laughs> you know. <laughs> had the old country hat. But, yeah, look. I reckon the next thing to go is those poor chiffon stockings. They just get well, them out. You yeah, know? not yet, not yet, not but it, yet. Could, it could be coming. Thing. But some airlines are really modernising. It's like, um, you know, gender fluid fashion. It's They're really uh, saying no, like the new airline bonds are, I think they can wear trainers and stuff. They don't have to be Good. wearing fancy shoes. You've got Slay. some messages. I'm a manager. We all work from home. Everyone in my team owns an Udi. Occasionally <laughs> we have Udi team meetings. Interesting. Someone, I'm a kid's psych nurse and casual is the key to help the kids feel comfortable, but not always seen that way by everyone. Okay, oh. some passive-aggressive comments coming oh, through. You'll no. get some tuxedo in the mail probably. <laughs> hey, that's all we've got time for now. A big thanks, Ruby Tees. Thank you for coming on. Thank you. Have me back in oh. October. <laughs> okay, it's a promise. Perry Duffin, thank you. Thank you, Dave. And that's all we've got time for on the Shake Up podcast for now. Hack will be back next week. I will not be in next week. Joe Lord is going to be filling in, so she'll take you right through uh, the next few days. I'll catch you the week after. Have a great time. See ya. Hack on Triple J. Dee Salmon here, sliding into your podcast feed to let you know that the Hookup Podcast has all the sex and relationship content you need. Honestly, you need us in your life. Join us each week as we talk all things love and f***ing 
like this. Foreplay is also there so that you have great sex. Like I don't know about anyone who's given themselves an orgasm in two minutes. Like it's fine. It's the fast food of orgasms. That's the hookup. If you like hack, you'll love us. Get us wherever you get your pods.